I'm Patrick. This is Will. And I'm Chris. And we are Guys With Issues. Today, we are talking about, for the first time, X-Men, which Patrick originally mentioned twice in your top three. Yes. Because you had Wolverine and Xavier, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, so we're jumping into some of Pat's top characters today. Wait. You mentioned Wolverine. I don't remember if he was on your list. Or was it the... The Beast. Was it Beast? I think it was Beast. No. I think, I, think Wolver- I thought it was Wolverine. Because uh, I thought it. I thought Xavier... <laughs> I thought Xavier and the Hulk, you mentioned, because they were scientists. And I was... Maybe that's Wolverine was the only one that Probably wasn't. Yeah. Right. No, definitely. You're right. Because I said something about, like... Hulk. Bub. Or something right. like that. Bub. I, yeah. Bubs. That was a while ago now. <laughs> Couple of... A couple of things have happened since then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've slept since then. I have. <laughs> so, but yeah, we went back to the 90s to check out what, what? Check out what was happening <laughs> I in just the 90s. Checked, I just checked out. <laughs> yeah, he did. I just checked out hard. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go so, back to the old X-Men stuff. Well, that's not, that's uh, not old. X-Men's from the 60s. Don't say it, Will. I know you so, want to. From the Don't say it. X-Men's it. from before Patrick and myself. Well, I know Will's you don't like, that. was it on Papyrus? <laughs> what did they do? <laughs> Who? He's not that old. Because he'd be dead. Yes. Yes. Wow, I don't know why I, you're both looking at me. Because he, he said he's not that old. I know he did. And <laughs> yes. So you know how they have like BCE and... A D. Yeah. So B four Pat, we could be like, oh, this is BFP. <laughs> BFP. <laughs> or this is AFP. AP. This, uh, or AP. Before Pat and after Pat. Before is one word though. Can't we just say BP and AP? Oh. Those are other <laughs> things though. I mean, that doesn't matter. Isn't the everything something else? <laughs> no. I'm, Ooh, I'm it not is. your person. What? Uh you have any random stuff to talk about? Yeah, uh, yeah. This is the random buffoonery. Buffoonery. Well, what about you, Pat? Yeah. Do you guys? Well, I is went to a Renaissance festival. You did. No. How was it? Hot. Yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I mean, you went the weekend before the hottest weeks thus far of the summer. Right. Yeah, it was in the eighties, so. Was the humidity pretty bad, or was it not bad yet? I mean, it wasn't horrible, but the sun was rather... Sunny. Sunny. Intense. I want to say intense. Being the sun. Yeah. So I decided to buy a hat. Mm -hmm. And I spent way too much money on a hat. Yeah, I know. If we bought hats from the same place, I know how (laughs) much those hats cost. And And I'm sure uh, that's prices went up since you bought the hat. Probably, but that is... yeah, it was a few years ago now. Mm-hmm. It was a few, because it was it was pre pre COVID, I think. Somewhere. I think I went oh, I yeah, went in 2019. Wait. I went the fall of 2019. That's yep. what it was. There you go. Yep. 
So, so I'm sure it has changed a little. Yeah. But still. Got, got me a musketeer hat. Got some feathers yeah. on it and everything. Fold it up on the side so the musket doesn't catch the brim. That's right. Yep. That's what it's for. Oh, nice. Did you know that? Nope. Yep. That is why one fold of the hat is up, is pinned up on a musketeer's hat. It's actually so it, when they unsling their rifle, it doesn't catch their hat. Amazing. Yep. Well, the more you know. And I, I, About I, hats. Yeah. And muskets. And tears. Good job. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Did you have a favorite part of it? Of the Ren Fair? Did you get to watch the jousting and stuff? That's always fun. No, we didn't watch the jousting. Didn't get to watch it? No. We saw a couple of shows. And they were both good. Yeah. Did I you mean, see Jacques the Whippel? Was he there? He was there. You didn't get to see his, show. see his show? Man, he's We've, exploded before, with like yeah. YouTube and TikTok and stuff. Like He's oh, yeah. like Never huge now. Yeah. I yeah. saw him when we were there. It, it was a fun show. Yeah, it's a fun show. Yeah. I've seen it before, though. I can't imagine he's changed much. Other than, like, doing new songs. Like, yeah. show's probably the same. It's just new songs. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's very much the song remains the same. <laughs> the show remains the same. Yeah. Did they have the Falconer guy there and stuff? You see the him? I don't remember the Falconer guy. They had the, uh, uh, what, Adam Whip or something? Adam Whip? Something like that. Mm. Some Whip guy. Trying to steal the, the show. He has a, a, like he has a chain mail whip that he douses in lighter fluid and lights on fire. And then, you know, does things with that. That's why he uh, shaves his head. I am guessing oh, at so one time maybe he didn't. His musket. That's my guess. <laughs> he didn't shave his head one time. <laughs> and he went, never again. Never again. Mm. But yeah, I bet that's a real. I bet that's true. Probably. Yeah. Wow, that would hurt. It's really, he's yeah. That's a, it's a really cool whip show. I bet. Just whips the crowd to a frenzy. It really does. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Falconers are cool. You ever? Falcons like the birds themselves are, like, really cool looking birds. But actually, like falconry, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I've watched. I've watched a falcon show where they have it like fly out yeah. and do stuff and come back and. It is cool. It's fun to watch. It's fun to see an animal that could be trained like that, too. Yeah, I saw this video of a guy doing, he, he's obviously a falconer, but he was driving his car. He's like, yeah, we're about to do drive-by on this sucker, and he throws the bird out the window, and it goes and catches, like, a, uh, a different bird. It goes For down. real? Yeah. Wow. He's like, yeah, we, we, we rode on that sucker. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Cool. I need That's a fun. weaponized bird. That would be cool. Right? Nobody'd see it coming. Be like, <laughs> I don't need a concealed carry license if I've got my bird with me. Dude, that would be intense. <laughs> Imagine yes. taking one of those on a plane. <laughs> well, a they don't. On a plane? They generally don't allow weapons anyway. <laughs> uh, if you had that, you'd be the snakes on a plane. That's right. Wow. That wow. Uh, I went all the way back. I was there. gonna say something. I was trying to come up with something about a wing, because of birds and planes. But I. So what would be to burn on a plane? What's our um, rock paper scissors here? We got snakes, bird, or falcons and. Falcon snakes. Falcon snakes and what? What's. Bows. What, what? I don't know. Arrows. Yeah. <laughs> so arrows will take down a falcon. So snakes can beat arrows, but not. <laughs> they just swallow them. <laughs> <laughs> no. We're putting way too much thought into this. We we need to move on. Yes, we yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Will. 
Yeah. Do you have anything to mention? Uh, I did go watch Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer? You went and saw that? I went and watched that. And you haven't yeah. told us that you went nope. and watched I it. I kept it in the pocket Wow. so that I could bring it up on the podcast. So what'd you think? Overall, it was a pretty good movie. Did you go to IMAX? No. It's supposed to be really good in IMAX. Yeah, it did have... Did you go with your dad? No, I went by myself. Oh, okay. On like a, a Thursday night. It was kind of a random like thing popped up. Like, oh, hey, this movie came out. Some guy at work was talking about it. I'm just going to go see it. Yep, I've done that. And uh, it's got one really awkward, uh, really awkward scene. It's very explicit, so I can't say what it is. But... Um, it's literally the reason I don't want to go watch it in the movie theater. Yeah, I didn't know it was there. I was sitting next to this old lady. <laughs> So there's like a couple whoopee scenes in this movie. And like the first one, she's like, oh my. The old lady or like the scene? No, the old lady. (laughs) And then like this other scene comes up. She's like, oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm just laughing at this old lady. I'm going to watch this incredibly awkward moment. And then I realized that the the movie theater was actually full. On a Thursday night. On a Thursday night. It was, there was like a handful of seats left. Like, once the movie actually started, mm-hmm. like, wow, this is kind of weird for, like, a non-superhero movie these days. It's this Christopher is, Nolan, though. Yeah, I mean, it it's is It's a still, Christopher Nolan movie. <laughs> yeah, but, um, ooh-wee. By the the third whoopee scene, did she go, oh, my. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, she didn't say anything about the third. I think she was already desensitized <laughs> to the whole situation by this, by scene three. Oh, shoot, man. That's yeah. funny. Yep, oh. I read that it's a, a, a pretty... The, those scenes in the movie are... are uh, yep. Uh, abrupt and... Uh, the other two weren't bad. There's just one. I've heard that there's one that's... There is just the one. The other ones weren't bad. They, they didn't last. Just <laughs> but like a few that's seconds. That's funny, but... <laughs> I'm sorry. But, that's uh, funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That fright you couldn't have described one of those scenes better. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be going and seeing that next week. Oh, with, good with luck. With like your mom? No. Oh, that would be. I, yeah, I'd abort hard if my mom's like, I want to go see this movie now. <laughs> no, so you do not. So you heard it here, folks. If you're going to go see Oppenheimer with your family or Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. How is it? Is it Oppenheimer? Oppenheimer. I, I don't know. Oppenheimer. Is it Oppenheimer? Well, so. we can say it however we <laughs> Stop. want. Stop. So if you're going to go see Oppenheimer with your parents or parents, if you were thinking about taking your older older kid with you, you may you may want to reconsider just for familial awkwardness, depending how your family is with that stuff. Yep. <laughs> Will definitely didn't want to sit with his mom. No, I did not. <laughs> I what about your sisters? Somebody... How would that have been? Ooh. <laughs> I think that, Branna would have straight up laughed. <laughs> it would have been like hard laughter throughout that. It was, it was pretty much dead silent. Oh, I'm sure. As soon as, like, you, it's a movie theater. Nobody's really talking. But the the silence suddenly had weight so, to it. Yeah. I just, I go see all kinds of stuff in the theater that I, generally, if a movie has explicit or intense scenes of that, I like that we're not, like, we're, it's not. Being... We're talking around it, but everybody knows what we're talking about. Well, that's the point, if you're right? Because this to is know. supposed to be this is supposed to be an accessible podcast, right? right? But 
uh, I don't enjoy seeing those in the theater. I generally <laughs> what's funny is don't want to sit with other people and ha- and be and have to same. sit there <laughs> beside people watching that. I'm and I, it's not whether or not I'm going next. Day. <laughs> I, uh, it's just not something that I feel like I connect with the audience well during. Yeah. What's funny is I think we've talked about this before. I don't know if it was on the podcast or off, but as soon as that came up, I'm like, oh, Chris would not enjoy this. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and it, what's it funny would... is my wife's really awkward about things like that, like in movies in general. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter at the theater, at home, whatever. Uh, that's just like, usually she's like, oh, fast forward, (laughs) fast forward that. Uh, and so (laughs) I can't even imagine her sitting in that one, especially it being in IMAX. Could you imagine? (laughs) Hilarious. (laughs) Be like, wow, that was, uh, that was an an IMAX experience, but yeah, it's okay. But it was a good movie though. It was a good movie. And I've, I've, as I gotten older, I've become more of a connoisseur of awkwardness. You know, so all in all, I'd say it's a good movie. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that the movie is, is yeah the, very good. The way they portray like certain psychological elements is really well done because you know they say like uh, genius and insanity are all like borderline next to each. I don't know what the two sides of the same coin. Yeah, something like that. They definitely do a good job visually portraying his you know near insanity. Hmm. Hmm, that's interesting. It is. Yeah. Well, what no, about I, you, Chris? Yeah. Well, I was going to save this in my pocket, but then Will made me talk about it earlier because I mentioned it to you about lunch, right? And then I wanted to and know. And then he wanted to know. So uh, I was offered a promotion at work this week that right before we started recording this, I sent a text and said, yeah, I'll go ahead and accept that. Should, so, should we hit that clap button? Yeah, no. <laughs> Will's providing the cheering. Uh, but congratulations. So, yeah, thanks. Yes, You're just happy because we can potentially now have a lunch together. Heck yeah. <laughs> that was one of the pros on my pros and cons list. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll see how it goes. It'll be a huge change for me after 16 years of, of even the last two years, year and a half of doing a job that was more desk, less production. Mm-hmm. Um, even though as a supervisor, you have that sometimes as well. But as a supervisor, I always jumped in and helped on right. the production floor as much as often as n- needed or as I could. I enjoy, I enjoy doing the hands-on side of the work. Um, and so to have a job now where I've been looked at in the eye and told, you can no longer be a plant worker. You have to understand that is no longer going to be something you can do. Now... I did ask. I was like, what if what if they have questions on like a machine that's not working that I'm familiar with and things like that? And they did tell me that of course they would let me take the call and go across the street from the from the office and go to the plant and help with a machine or something. Mm-hmm. Uh but no longer am I allowed to like, oh man, they're really struggling in this department. I'm going to put off my responsibilities to help out. I can't do that anymore. Um so that's a big paradigm shift. That's a culture change. Uh, this is basically like taking a new job. I'm basically starting a new job. I'm familiar with what I've been doing, but it's got a ton- bunch of stuff I've never done. Um, and uh, even in the ad- with the addition of continuing with what I have been doing, there's some changes to that. And ultimately, 
it is essentially a, a whole new job. So it'll be different. I don't oh, know. yeah. But, but it's good, right? Yeah. Corporate salary. I'm a corpo now. Dang, man. Yeah, you guys left me behind. Well, well, I had to do something. You passed me. You let you left the company and went somewhere else and immediately surpassed anything I've done for sixteen years. <laughs> so <laughs> I had to do I had to do something. <laughs> I mean, he's in, he's in trying to ways. say that he didn't, but he was. But in his brain, I can see on his face mm. that he's like, "No, that's kind of true. I did. I beat you, and I uh, haven't even been there a whole year, or it's been a year now. It's uh, been a year eight now. months." Eight months. Yeah, see, in eight months, we'll achieve more at a new job than I did in 16 well, years. <laughs> to be fair, there's not a lot of competition at where I work. Well, because. And you went in with the very specific purpose of trying to do what you got into now. Yeah. You were gunning for it and I planting was, yeah. seeds like some kind of psychological assault. I, not, not that. I mean, sort of. But. <laughs> Come on, you can admit it. You're the villain. I mean, I am the villain, but... <laughs> Masterful manipulation yes. of the disruptor. <laughs> yes, I did, and then I didn't realize that nobody else had any kind of ambitions to move up or do anything. And so, you know, asking questions, actually showing up to work on time every day. What? Just doing like these basic things of like, okay, I, th this is like the baseline. What I need to stay competitive moving forward was miles higher than anything else they had been getting. So I just immediately stood out and they're like, hey, some other things happen, you know. Uh, yeah, didn't you did, push a guy off a ladder or something? Yeah, <laughs> a guy mysteriously disappeared. But You defenestrated somebody? He's a I mean, Slytherin for sure. I know. Yeah. You proved to the green I had my hat. It's green and silver. He's wearing green now. Yes. <laughs> All green. Yes. I'm dressed like a Hufflepuff today. And you're, you're Hagrid. And you look like a Dementor. I'm just Hagrid. Yeah. <laughs> You'd probably cosplay a pretty good Hagrid, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I've never thought of it. Dude, you'd probably, you could pull off a Hagrid. I mean, you're a big guy, Pat. Hagrid's also. And you have the beard vibe. Guy. Sure, just tell everybody. Oh, I'm gonna you post have that, those pictures. You have that. You're gonna post those media. pictures. You have the Hagrid kindness to your face too, though. I think there we go. Well, I, mean I don't that. know that I want to cosplay as Hagrid though, because people would bother me for pictures. They do. They would, because you would look so good <sighs> at it. Mm-hmm. I thought I was gonna do it. I'd have to. Do I'll it go right. as Dobby. Stitch I'll my go. own. <laughs> Costume together. Yeah, yeah. I probably wouldn't be that. Got to get Sounds all. Sounds like I have a couple of weeks. You yeah. got to get a long trench coat with all the pockets. You got to get the umbrella. It's got to be pink. Got to get buck beak. Just get a stuffed one. <laughs> <laughs> probably get one while I'm there. <gasps> That's true. Yeah. Or carry a dragon egg or something. Or uh, change it out halfway through. See if anybody notices. Nah. Uh, you can get a dog. Name him Fang. You can't take a dog to a convention. It, he can if it's an emotional support animal. So he's going to have to get a license for it, yeah. too, yeah. for his cosplay. It seems like it's way 100%. You cannot semi-glutide anything. Semi-glutide. Oh, that was a board game snobs yeah. reference. 
We were listening to, I introduced Will to that podcast because I told him that it makes me laugh so hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, was a, that, was, that was a very funny moment. <laughs> Semi-glutide. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So I think that was our... Uh, Can we be done? Can we be done with the buffoonery? I guess. Oh, thank goodness. It's our favorite part. And we've had some listeners tell us that it's their favorite part. And we've had other people tell us that it probably goes on a bit too long. And I edit it down already. (laughs) If they only knew what uncut uncut episodes sounded like. Because we don't even record all the buffoonery that actually happens. Because a lot of it happens before we hit the button. That's true, too. I mean, you remember all of the... Um, random dog noises in the fabled episode. Oh man, dog noises, bad jokes, tangents, yeah. echoes, <laughs> echoes. <laughs> that I'm kind of managed <laughs> in that it, but yeah, yield fabled episode yield issue. Fabled yeah. issue. Yield fabled issue. Well, good job. We needed yes. to mention that again. Right. That was a good slip. Slip in there. Yeah, buddy made an appearance. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't miss Buddy. <laughs> Not for doing stuff Not like this. Not for doing this. stuff like this. No. <laughs> uh, Buddy's a good old dog. Every Is time he... I head uh, back to my parents' house, uh, he likes to lean on me. Like he'll just sit right beside you and lean on you? Yeah. Because he misses you. Yeah. <laughs> it's adorable and sad. It's like... uh, yeah. He's a good. He's a good doge, though. Right, he's over he's, two years old now. His puppiness is starting to go. Is away. it man? Because he's big for how he would be as excited as he was. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so he's acting more like a regular dog and not a puppy. That's cool. But that's good. He still has a little puppy in him, but yeah, it's good. I think we all do. Uh, I, I was we... literally <laughs> gonna say that. Well, you're too slow. Oh, that's uh, true. It's because you're younger than me. Yeah. Age caught up, <laughs> slowed me down. That's right. You got You've more. Got, you got more puppy. I got more puppy in me <laughs> than either of you. <laughs> You're still a puppy. I mean, I do love snacks. I mean, we all love snacks. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, speaking of snacks, not to. <laughs> I was like, "Are we done?" I saw that there's like spicy mustard Doritos out or something like that right now. What? I would eat uh, those. I want to try them. All right, pause the podcast. <laughs> We are going to go out and get some I, I Dollar General had them. Did they? Yep. Oh, my land. That's so, the, I checked at a grocery store. They didn't have them. So, I mean, do you have one of those in town? Yeah. Well, we might have to check. <laughs> a mutual friend of ours that usually finds unique oh, food items. the Skittles. Yes. They're making Sydney mustard Skittles. Classic yellow what? mustard. Frenchies. August Skittles. 5th. Why would you? For mustard day. I said the same spicy thing. mustard, not French's mustard. I, or, or like a honey mustard, you know. I eat French's mustard out of the bottle. I just squeeze it in I remembered you saying that. She's like, oh, I could get it for Chris. I'm like, he's he's going to eat those. <laughs> I remember I, him saying he eats. I, I'm not. I, I just want to clear the record. I do like mustard on like brats and hot sure. dogs and hamburgers yeah. with things. I don't just eat yellow mustard I like a psychopath. I, <laughs> Because you clearly don't care about anything when you're just squirting (laughs) mustard into your mouth. Sounds like a midnight binger right there. (laughs) They call me Mustard Mouth. (laughs) But then I I start. (laughs) What if they made other 
What if they made other condiments too? Uh, like you could do ketchup and mayo. No. And okay, then, so that would be gross. If they do that, then they have to do like a, a brat br- and <laughs> yeah, and then you like and mix it, dude. And then you just mix it together. If they make brat skittles, <laughs> that would be the grossest <laughs> thing ever to. So I really do think people are thinking the same thing about candy. the mustard skittles. Oh, yeah, I immediately I told her, said no. I told her it sounded gross because I don't think Skittles are that great. Like, when you think of candy consistency, I'm like, that'll be kind of gross. But then I was like, but yeah, I'd try them. <laughs> right? I'd be like, that. never mind, I'm not saying it. <laughs> Say it, Patrick. The crusty the mustard. Crusty mustard? Yeah, so it's a hard candies because so there's Skittles. It'd be like the crusty. Oh, crust. like a, the dries around uh, the, right, the cap. Right, the dries around the cap. Mm. Yeah. I don't think I eat that. I don't. I want to say I don't. Because <laughs> we would judge you if you said you did. <laughs> you judged me for eating mustard. Like I did. That we talked true. about this in another issue as well. You eating about, mustard? Uh, There's no way. Yes, I mentioned it before. I don't know if I edited it out or if it made it into the final. But I mentioned that I do that, and I also squeeze. Uh, Taco Bell hot sauce packs straight into my mouth. I don't remember this. I don't remember this either. Well, guess who listens to this excellent entertainment way more than anybody else at this table? It's or, me, Mustard Mouth. <laughs> or in the world. You've listened to us. <laughs> on a, I probably listened to us more than all of our listeners listen, combined. Oh, I, uh, no, I don't believe that. I don't think so. No. Oh, I may. We have over, I think, 500 hours played on Apple Podcasts at this point. Okay, never mind. Uh, (laughs) I mean, that's just on one. Wow. That makes me feel good about all the time we spend doing this, though. Also, um, can you turn my headset down a little bit? Yeah. Just a... Turn down for Patch. Just a scotch. Thanks. Yes. That's better. You're welcome, sir. I mean, honestly, you probably listen to me talk more than I listen to myself talk throughout the day. (laughs) Because I just get left alone at work, and I live by myself, so like I hardly ever have to talk to anybody. There you go. Wow. I'd say same, but I mean, you you you're you're a manager, yeah. so yeah. He's our manager. Yeah, he is. <laughs> get that stuff done. I need to get it uploaded. Where's my writing? Where's my episodes? Where's my art? Yes. <laughs> He's like, this is the life. I gotta it's beat true. these morons into life. I do document stuff. He does. He does the management. Yeah. He keeps us going. I feel like the only reason I do that is because I have to upload the episodes. I need to make sure I have everything. It for works the episode. perfectly. Okay. Yeah, it's it called does. accountability. Yeah. You know, I can I can help. You know, guide us. I can sherpa us through comics. I can I can pseudo help us stay on on topic here and there and get things talked about yeah i make pretty pictures i make okay asriel (laughs) Uh, he could make pretty pictures (laughs) no i'm better than asriel (laughs) (laughs) oh your face sorry sorry our faithful listener you didn't get to see his face on that one Mm. he was like no I can, I will never be bested by Asriel. Yes. But, oh man, we're still going to be bringing him up forever, aren't we? Probably. We spent way too much time with him. He was just 
You know who we need to spend time with today? A bunch of really old school kids at Xavier's Home for the Gifted. They're not really school. They look like they were in their thirties. I mean, they pretty much are, but but it's called a school, right? It's probably so he gets government funding. They're more like teachers, right? That's true. Technically, they are the teachers. They're the faculty. Boom. Yeah, I might know some things. You're smarter than me. That's not true. (laughs) Stop that. Yes, it is. Will, what can you tell us about Xavier's home for gifted youngsters, youths? Mm. Children and educators, <laughs> right? I can't remember so what it's is, called. The name. <laughs> are we gonna screw up synopsis again? Yeah, we we are we doing what? the synopsis? Yeah. Oh, is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Good, because I did synopsis. write synopsis. Hit our synapses with your synopsis. Yes. Right. I will snap them. <laughs> that sounds painful for some reason. You probably wouldn't synapses, feel it. Snap. You know what would help with that? A big drink of mustard. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't think okay, it numbs med- you to everything. <laughs> if that's not the outtake at the end of the thing. Well, it'll probably remain. I mean, it might remain, but it just needs to be an outtake somewhere because that just needs to. That'll be. (laughs) You know what I hope with that? A big old shot of mustard. No, that's what we need. We need we need canned audio of that's worth a pirate lord's butt shovel, and you know what'll help with that? A mouthful of mustard. (laughs) A big old glass of mustard. I'm not exactly sure what you said, but that was. I don't know either. It was perfect. It's because Patrick doesn't listen when we talk. He only half listens anyway. What? What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, synopsis. All right. Synapse. Come on. Homo sapiens superior are humans born with the strange mutations that give them otherworldly powers. A group of these individuals band together to form the X-Men. Magneto, the X-Men's oldest enemy, has resurfaced along with his crazy acolytes. It's going to take all of the X-Men working together to stop him. Will they succeed, or who, or will humanity be doomed? Find out today on Guys with Issues. Yes, <laughs> I like that you use the can sound that I don't include ever because I mute it and I don't import it. <laughs> You're welcome, listener. You're welcome. So, uh, I'm just gonna come out and start us off by saying we did change the plan from reading seven or eight. I think it was eight one through eight, eight yeah because i had flipped through and looked at like where it said end at the or not to be continued at the end of pages mm-hmm. and i was like oh number eight seems like it ends kind of so yeah. i was like we'll read the first eight thinking that was the story arc um it's not so it was only three the first three and the reason part of the reason we did that is trying to be considerate for you listener who's following along because there was quite a bit to read in the first three. And it was very, very, very heavily worded. And I don't necessarily mean complexity, uh, but simply volume. And we thought, you know, for one, readers who are uh, going along week by week would have uh, probably be fine with just these three. And we did discover that the first three are its own thing. 
Mm-hmm. And then four through seven is its own thing. And then number eight is like continuing from there. So we changed it. Right. And that is why we did one through three. And it was very wordy. But I thought it was still, I thought it was well written though for being very wordy. And it had to catch us up to whatever they were trying to launch. It did kind of feel like there was, it was like you were reading an entire story arc of exposition. Yes. <laughs> sort of? I no, not sort of. <laughs> where it was but, like, hey, Magneto, remember when you were on our team? And, oh, hey, Magneto, remember when you became a baby? And, hey, Magneto, remember <laughs> when you sank this Russian sub? And, hey, Magneto. <laughs> yes. But I felt it was, I don't know, it was really repetitive. I feel like Magneto would go in these long rants, but there would never be a different rant. I don't know what happened to him as a baby, but he was always like, oh, I need to do this. And he would just go in these long expositions, but his expositions, like the word changed, but they weren't actually any different. It was, well, that's because his mantra is always the same, right? But then like, why would you? Man. So I'm just so confused. I thought you were Patrick. No, not right now. He woke up. I really wish we would have read four through seven, though, because it was fun. I read it to see if it did continue what we needed. Mm -hmm. And dude, four through seven was a fun read. So for those of you who thought, eh, I don't know about that. Listen, read four through seven. Get back to us. Anyway, so go ahead. So Magneto. Living up in a on asteroid M on asteroid M. Yep. Which I don't know. Was it implied he put it there? I mean, it's his like base. Right. So he put it. Like, did he grab it? Did he make it? Did he? I don't. Re- I don't. Nobody remember. knows. I might have known right. this at one time, but I don't remember. Whatever. But he wakes up and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna just let people do what they want to do." And then he gets invaded by these mutants, and they're like, "You should." pick up your cause and he's like i don't wanna and then like literally two panels later he's like yes we're going to do this to the death it's what happened to him well uh, i uh part of it was i think because the leader from the set off uh his name is cortez i think oh yeah uh, like the leader of the little acolyte group that invaded the bonehead that yeah he definitely was inciting magneto yeah and so what they did was without him really uh agreeing to they went and attacked that uh island nation of genosha right. which, which showed has up. had a bunch of story arcs about like mutant, yeah. which, mutant oppression and stuff i think was like a previous arc they must have done because there was definitely like i some, mean there was 30 years of comics before this so yeah yeah so uh just a few i think his plan was to do that because he knew if they were attacking the x-men would show up and then he was banking on Magneto coming down and that confrontation with his old friends to kind of re-spark his... Yeah, Magneto was being manipulated. Yeah, the entire time. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though he's supposed to be smart, and he's not. Because he was genetically altered in baby form. He was. So how did that hurt him? It didn't. I, what do you mean? He was so upset about it. He feels like he couldn't trust 
his thoughts and decisions because he's not smart. He was altered, and he doesn't know that's, that's if his decisions would have been the same. But, okay. okay, if who would be upset by that? Honestly, if you could honestly, because genetically, you would probably be dead at this point. Yeah, if you could be genetically altered to be a better person, who wouldn't sign up? Somebody who believes that Magneto. their own choices outweigh the good or bad choices, right? No. So because a, like uh, you're not sounding very villainous, Will. So like a what's the word I'm looking for? Narcissist. I mean. Magneto is definitely a narcissist. Well, yeah, you just said he was. <laughs> <laughs> you described him. You described being him being one. a narcissist. <laughs> uh, I was just letting our listener know that that was my thoughts on the subject. That he's such a narcissist that he messed it up. But how does. Bro, it's comic books. Sorry. Okay. I'll stop. They're trying to say that there's genes that could potentially. I mean, that's like that whole. There's there are there are groups of theoretical scientists who hypothesize that all choices of morality are like driven by gene stuff. I've read stuff like that before. Yeah, I've read it too. It's... I don't agree with it, but <clears throat> I have read theory like that, and so that's just leaning into that is what I took it as. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. I'm not trying to say. I mean, I thought it was dumb too that he Thank reacted. You. That's like all that. I really wanted. I I don't I don't know if I think the idea is super dumb, but I definitely think that his reaction or overreaction to it. Because I yeah, I was kind it, of like you, Will. I was like, so. He, but they do point out because she claims what it is is that the more he used his powers. It was actually going to degrade his psyche, and eventually he'd go mad and be like a terror because of his power usage. Yeah, right. And so she took that away, and I don't know if it's like his thought of like, well, now I'm not all natural, and so... But then her no, point... I'm not crazy, so you are a bad lady. <laughs> but that's kind of but... what I thought. I was like, technically... But then they proved that it works because they made it so... The X Men had to like like him. She basically brainwashed them. No, they genetically. made. She, the, her point was made when Cortez, uh, back it up a step. Cortez's ability is he can amplify the powers of other X Men. Yes. By biting them, kind of weird. But uh, <laughs> yeah, just a bit on the neck. Like you couldn't do like on the arm or something. A little less awkward. You got to go onto the neck. Maybe anyway. He's, maybe he's a mutant vampire. But. As soon as Cortez started giving or amplifying Magneto's powers is when he really started ramping things up. And like... Because when he would heal him, he was actually... Yeah, he never actually him. healed him. Yeah. He kept it was biting always his just neck. like amplifying his powers <laughs> by, you know, biting his neck. And when, you know, I don't remember the neck bitey thing. I, I don't either. I, I actually don't remember the neck bitey thing <laughs> well, either. They only show him using his powers against uh, Psylocke. Psylocke. Right? Yeah. Does he bite her neck? Is that why? I think he did. Yeah. Because whenever he used his power on Magneto, I thought he just like put his hands on him. I mean, he could have. I... <laughs> Maybe he was just going in for it with Psylocke. 
Yeah. He was I mean, like... Not the first time that happened in that book. Somebody going in for it with Psylocke? Well, that not <laughs> necessarily mean Psylocke, but yes. Oh. I mean, she kind of disappeared. Like, I don't remember her being at the end. But then also the whole thing with the genetic manipulation stuff. Technically, so the X-Men get taken over and they follow Magneto against their fellow X-Men. But in the end, they choose to break free of that. Like it's their bond yeah. with each other, right? No, it was them using their powers. That's what, that degraded it though. Yeah. That it degraded because the effect. you have to, like in order to... It was like, it was like them recognizing their bond, using their powers... It was like reminded them enough as they were being freed from because their what didn't they their identity is kind of tied to their powers is how I interpreted it. So they have trained them so much that in order to use it, you have to be more aligned with your true self. And so the more they used it, the more they realized they weren't doing that. Sure, I could see that interpretation. Yeah. What was your interpretation? Well. I was going to pretty much say what Will did, but without the explanation. Oh. No. As usual. <laughs> right. Pat's usual response to things when you message him is, yeah, sure. I like that. Sounds good. So. Man, crickets. I think he just did my top four <laughs> responses to that. Pat doesn't have to type anything. He just opens it up, and the auto-suggest <laughs> is at the top, and he could just fill it out. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. That's all right. That's all. That's all of them. That's all I ever talk about. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start noticing that now that it's been pointed <laughs> out. Oh, dang it! Dang it! But see, I'm such a unique. Uh, I'm like an anomaly, though. I make Patrick say other things. I mean, we're going to is if we keep not giving him the things he needs to do his job, <laughs> we'll change his algorithm to where's my stuff, and I'll say it's next to the mustard. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's something. I'll say, all right, I'll check the fridge. <laughs> And then there's a little SD card sitting in there. <laughs> that would be awesome. I'm going to do it one day. It'll be like oh. months down the road when it's not thought about anymore. You know, we could, Pat, you'd have to agree to this. But, <laughs> what, give Chris a key? Oh, oh no, mustard. <laughs> give Chris mustard? Yes. Oh, what? do I have to agree no. to this? <laughs> what is going on? No if idea. you would let me finish. <laughs> Are you going to talk about the Grinch? Are you having some issues right now? <laughs> Two hey. in particular. But uh, we, get, we do one of those things. Doctor? We do one of those things that a lot of other channels do. Like, oh, if we get so many followers, we'll do something weird. You know, <laughs> we hit we hit 50 or whatever our number is going to be. And we have to take yep. a shot of mustard. I mean, yeah, sure. I'll go with that. That would be really gross. Because <laughs> I think I, mean, actually... I enjoy mustard, so I, I would. Pro- I've just never tried it right out, of, straight out of the bottle. I mean, if you have to, you could probably use like a sriracha mustard or a honey mustard or the the Dijon mustard, the the heavy granule like uh, some great like the palm. stone mustard and or the you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's really that's really good straight too. Just take a big spoonful of that. Anyway. I like that because you got to chew it. Why were you bringing that up again? We, <laughs> I don't we know. went tan. We tangent it hard. He, he said this rough door. <laughs> he said, "No, no, I don't you think that was us. that one." Yeah, 
He used to say about mustard. No. And for whatever reason, it just popped I in my head. said I was going to leave you the stuff by the mustard. Right. He went on the tangent. That's okay. True. Okay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it wouldn't have gone so far if we didn't keep interrupting. If you didn't you. keep interrupting. But it's more Every fun time that I was way. trying to talk, it would have just come out. Anyway. Uh, one part I really liked in it. Well, I don't know if I want to say that because it might be my favorite part. Um, but overall, I thought it was kind of cool getting... This is not what I was about to mention. I did think it was cool when they had to like face each other and kind of like try to outdo the other team and stuff. That was, that was Which fun. Which time? Not the first time, but the last time. <laughs> the time with Magneto. Oh, okay. And... Uh, I don't know though. There was like there were so many times where I was trying to take in panels and characters because Jim Lee did the artwork. So this is like some of Jim Lee's big famous early stuff was the X Men, and Jim Lee's like one of the top, if not considered, kind of the top comic artist of an era, uh, even up to to more current times, um, and. Like, there's so much, like, detail and cool looks that he gives people and and stuff. And it's just, like, his action is so kinetic. But there were so many narrative and speech bubbles everywhere that it's, like, sometimes it was hard to get to take in all the art. Right. Because there were so many, like, I, I, don't, like mind, part... I don't mind reading comics that have a lot of words. No, uh, Hell, uh, Hellboy. Hellblazer. Uh, Hellblazer. Had a John lot of dialogue. It did. It took a while to read. But it wasn't bad. This and one, it wasn't I cluttered. This felt a little enjoy. cluttered. Yeah. Think, but again... I think the reason it felt cluttered... Was it was wasn't, cluttered. It wasn't just because... Right. Because it was. <laughs> but it wasn't just because of the amount of words. It was also the amount of people and things in each panel. I was going to say... Where Constantine's art was really minimal. Right. Not like... Uh, like like we said before, it's not like Umbrella Academy minimal, but it was very like focused and it was mostly just him. Well, there were fewer people being developed. Like, I yes. feel like he's trying, like, they X-Men, had a whole team of X. They had so many people. And I think they, they, they were trying to develop each character all at the same time. And so it just cluttered the whole thing up. I still really enjoyed a lot of the character moments, though, like certain dialogue and like, oh, yeah, there was yeah. still a lot of like really good stuff, but it did feel kind of repetitive, right? Like it yeah. did feel, like you said, uh, yeah. kind of repetitive. Uh, but there was still a lot that I'm like, I still appreciate what they were trying to do. I do feel like it was kind of a hurdle as somebody who wasn't reading up to that point. Like we weren't reading Uncanny X-Men when this X-Men spinoff came out. And, um, so regardless of when you do a number one and the nineties were really bad about this, but when you do a number one, I think of it like that must be a good spot to jump on, right? It's number one. It's number one. And, you know, we chose this number one specifically because the nineties X-Men are very iconic, partially because of the show yeah. and different things like that. But they were really popular at the time. Partially because of the tights. So I do have to share this. My parents did not let me watch the X-Men cartoon show. It was off limits at our house, like Harry Potter for Will, okay? I was also not supposed but to But I was here. a rebel and read it anyway. Here's the thing. Is so it I was not... favorite TV show? No. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but the 90s X-Men, I was allowed to watch, like, the Spider-Man show and Batman 
but I, I was not allowed to watch X-Men. Some of that might have just been the content. I mean, it, it, X-Men deals with a lot of political and idealistic stuff. And like it is, time, it's a little yeah. older, like as far as like little kids, probably what they're getting out of it. Like little kids are like, Wolverine's cool, right? We're like, you watch it when you're a little older and you understand it's like racial commentary. And like, there's a yeah. lot of, there's a lot of stuff that X-Men is actually saying. Right. Um, and so I don't know all of the reasons. Maybe it's because it has a bunch of animated babes, you know, like Rogue and Storm and mm-hmm. like how they're... I don't know if that was part of it. But uh, but my my cousin, my much older cousin, you he was one of the people that used to babysit me. And he was really into superheroes. He had a 90s, a 90s bedroom, right? Like he had like comics. And so he had like posters on his wall, like his whole wall was covered in posters of like superhero yeah. stuff and X-Men and he had like, you know, just like bands and pinups and like all kind of, it was a 90s guys teenage boy, guys room, right? Sure. And he was a huge X-Men fan, bought the comics, all that stuff, and I would go to his house and he would babysit me and he'd be like, "Hey, you want to watch X-Men? Because he would buy the VHS tapes as the seasons. And like how they used to release some of the episodes on VHS, the story arcs. He would buy. He had all of them. He had like a whole cabinet full of X-Men VHSs. And he'd be like, hey, you want to watch X-Men? And I was always like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just defy uh, my parents for half yes. an hour. Um, and I, Four but hours it's, on it. And, you know, and I really like who doesn't like beast and wolverine and cyclops and like and they are they're good guys you know like they are uh wolverine's a little rough around the edges yeah i was gonna say wolverine but he wouldn't be wolverine without it right but even he was like you know part of the the team at the end of this one he didn't kill and he's was talking about uh something about not being a murderer and not being like Magneto or something like that. I don't, I don't remember what he said. But but no, it's I didn't get to watch a lot of it, but it's just that's what that's another reason that I think we, you know, we pitched a, a couple of different ideas of comics to try for this. And this ended up not feeling like a great starting point, but I think what they were actually doing. So because I did read the next four um and again, it isn't like the past where I read ahead where we weren't really supposed to. I was trying to read ahead to see if it, we should read ahead. Um, but what they do in this, I think, sound, sets a foundation for being like, okay, Magneto is gone. Mm-hmm. Like, technically, he sacrifices himself. Obviously, not forever because nobody stays dead in comics. And I'm sure he returns. I mean, he's in comics now. Um, and so... There's a reality, though, that, uh, that you know, they establish the Genosha has changed and Magneto is gone and there are new problems. And the team that, like, this is the new team. This was the establish- establishment of the red, uh, I mean, the red team, the blue team and the gold team, which is, like, a big thing with X-Men fans anymore. And so uh, I, st- I think it was good and I understand what they were setting up. I don't think it was a smooth read. I don't. I didn't feel like it was a like if it was bumpy. It was bumpy. It was. Um, but knowing what comes next, I'm going to tell you guys right now. And and listener, if you read along, 
even if you weren't sh- so sure that you enjoyed this, but you still thought the characters of X-Men were cool, read the, read four through seven. It's worth it. It's worth it. The The style changes a little bit. The art's the same. Less, less wordy uh, expositions. And there's more... Uh, the plot is a little more focused on on actual movement of a story arc. Uh, there's some Wolverine background. Sabretooth shows up. Um, there's just, it's worth it. So I think what they did for this as establishing this next era that they were moving into, mm-hmm. I think they did about as well as they could if they said to the writer, hey, you have three issues to take care of anything that's still open and anything we need to move on from. I think that he did about as best as he could without writing an actual short story. <laughs> yeah, basically. Well, listener, I don't know about you, but I think I'm going to go back and read up to at least issue seven. On I want you to because I want to talk to you about them yeah. so bad. And they read much faster, <laughs> okay? Much faster. Yeah. So Maybe we can put it on our list to do soon. Yeah, just why not? To, yeah. Just to pick that back up. Yeah, instead of waiting for a while, we could we could do it yeah. sooner. Just just to give the taste of what what continues. Yeah, I, I like, like that idea. I maybe we'll shift. Maybe I'll maybe I'll take something out of the schedule, bump it down. Yeah. Um, but overall, what did you guys think of of Magneto's? Like, do you think it made sense that in the end, then when he realized he was being manipulated, that he was that he sacrificed himself? Mm. More or less. Yeah, I didn't think it felt that out of place. Like, I it it didn't feel forced to me. Right. You know what I mean. I feel like if I knew more about Magneto, I might be able to make a better decision. But in the story, it kind of made sense. Okay. He wanted to be his own person, and he thought that was the best way of going about it. Yeah. Yeah. I just wondered. Um, you guys have anything else you want to add before we jump into our format into our structure? Oh, Hold on, let me get Structure Steve. Yeah, Structure Steve over hey, here. Uh, this is Structure Steve coming in. Uh. No, no I, other than, the, you know, it's just, I feel yeah. like it was a lot for three. It was. It was. And that, I mean, but. With also like a. I a, gave you a warning. I was like, do not wait till the last minute to read no, you this did. stuff. No, you did. I was yeah, like, was, don't uh, do it. Also kind of a weak, I don't know if you call it a plot twist with like the whole genetic thing. Like, I'm not entirely sure. I feel like the biggest plot twist was the fact America and Russia were agreeing on something at the same time. Well, I think that just shows you the hostility towards mutants. Oh yeah, I I, I like that. that. Was for yeah, especially back in the nineties. Yeah, I mean, Cold War was still kind of brewing. I mean, no, it was. I mean, Cold War had ended, but had the, ended, but but the was, memory of it. Was that's what there. I. That's what I meant. Yeah. I meant like that was still something that was on people's minds. That's what I was gonna right. say. Yes. So yes, those two nations coming together really hit home how much the the the, the regular Homo sapien did not like superior. I mean, even now, if that suddenly happened for them to fight somebody, sure, we would all feel like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. Maybe. So, I don't I wouldn't. You wouldn't feel surprised at all? Well, I would feel surprised. I don't know what we're talking about. Just America just and Russia. <laughs> political commentary, Pat. What do you believe about <laughs> social political ties between so, America so. and Russia? 
It sounds like something that would be in an X-Men panel. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. Like, or like a TV screen. Yeah, yeah, news. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I thought it was kind of cool getting to see Nick Fury in this. Yeah. Like, S.H.I.E.L.D. was involved on the America side. And how he was passing information along to the X-Men to be like, look, guys, things aren't going well here. So I'm giving you a heads up because we're cool. <laughs> I still like you. Yeah. And he's like he, he hacked into the plasma cannon at the end, didn't he? Yeah. That's what and he fired a shot. To like offset the yeah. thing, right? He yeah. took a shot. He's like, I know where they're gonna be. I'm gonna <laughs> shoot just to the side <laughs> and hope it doesn't actually blow it up. Yeah. And that's yeah, I like that Nick Fury was involved in this too. Like yeah. in the greater scheme of things, like Fury was a part of it. That was cool. And 90s Fury too, like all all geared up and looking ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> totally ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. The the pouches and helmets and like the over over complication of all the suits and things for people in the 90s is just it's I mean, they nuts. all kind of look like uh, uh Gunhawk from I mean that's the same era. Yeah. 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 Gunhawk is very much from the era. He's an X-Men. <laughs> Maybe he is. Maybe that's why he can hit the the shots. Yeah. Oh. Too bad it's a different that's universe. That's a DC burn. I knew right you were, <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. Uh but it's almost like we're friends. Wow. You see that? He called this was recorded. We're wow. friends. It's official, everybody. It's, <laughs> I have Pat as a friend. Uh, so, did you have a favorite scene? Honestly, I didn't. No? I uh, didn't I, have one I at all. I honestly kind of didn't really like this one. Uh, from the perspective of, like, if I was in the 90s reading this, I don't know if I would have continued mm. after three. Because well, no, you would have right. been like, I would have wow. been like, I'm, I'm, this is okay. Like, it's not anything I probably should be spending my money on. But, I mean, you definitely get a lot of, uh, a lot of content for the buck. That's true. I'll I'll give you that. (laughs) Time per page, I guess, but TPP. That's a, that'll be our new way to. I'll text next time. And be like, this one's heavy TPP. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with that. No, I uh, actually, I I think my favorite part was um, them getting up to asteroid M in something that was not metal. This and how they the use second their powers, mm-hmm, yeah, and things like that to do it. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, where she's actually moving. It with like telekinesis and right. di- like w- storm used wind up to the highest points of the atmosphere, right. and then Gene like used telekinesis to try to keep it moving. Right. No, it was cool. That was, cool. That was really creative. Like mm-hmm. um, and then how they still had like a very short window to be able to break in, like before they had a problem with like oxygen and stuff on the outside. Right. Yeah, yeah. I thought that. I thought that was a cool. I love. It felt very. You know, like they had lost their team to the enemy. He had taken them over. They didn't know that at the time. They knew that they weren't right. They knew that they were in trouble. Right. That they had been captured. But they had no idea. But they didn't know that they had technically switched sides. No, I think they knew. Did they at that point? They knew. I couldn't remember. 
Oh, yeah. you're right, because they're like, they'll be expecting us. Yeah, she had that uh, psychic link with Scott. That's oh, what it was. Yes. That's what it was. You're right. I couldn't remember, uh, but you are correct, Will. Thank you. Yep. I Thank appreciate you, your memory. Correct Will is my favorite nickname. <laughs> uh, you are correct uh, Will. Oh, I thought you were going to say a narcissist. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh. No, he's not. I wouldn't so. call that to him to his face. <laughs> no. oh, my, man. my back loves to hear it, though. <laughs> so, uh, no, that scene was really cool. Yeah. And I like how it felt like almost like a spy thing. Like they were doing right. like full-on espionage trying to get to Asteroid M. It was like you take Mission Impossible and NASA and you throw them <laughs> together. And give them superpowers. And give them superpowers. <laughs> That's kind of true, though. It really yeah. did. No, that was a good scene. I had forgotten about that. Like, I hadn't. I read this almost right away when uh-huh. we had picked it. Um, so it was. It's, it's been like almost two weeks. Ago. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it had been like. To, it's been almost uh, two weeks though since I did get it read. So, um, but my favorite scene. I love the opening scene, of them. Split into teams where they're doing the danger room and they have to, one team is supposed to protect Charles Xavier and the other team is supposed to get him. And the team that's protecting him thinks they're all smart because they had a decoy and Gambit like blew it up and like messed up everything. And he kissed the android of of, uh, Gene because he's like, it's the only time I'm going to get to. (laughs) (laughs) And it blows up in his face and they're like, well, Gambit's down. (laughs) But then they're like, oh, Logan's, you know. Uh, like Logan's team, like Psylocke and Wolverine and stuff, they're like in the sewers trying to be smart. Right. But it's because Wolverine can't be tricked by a decoy because he knows the scent and he knew where actual Charles Xavier was. And then you have the little tiff between Cyclops and Wolverine when Wolverine comes up and his and he puts his claws like right up to Xavier's to head and he's like, bang, gotcha, you know? And Cyclops is like, that's enough, dude. And he's like, I wasn't gonna hurt him, you idiot like dude i that was that was good that that was like x-men you know what i mean like when i think of the x-men that is kind of what i think of and so uh and plus you got to see like colossus at trying to do stuff and jubilee because like that's the team from then and that's the team that i personally love uh too so and again another one another x-men we will eventually read is a is a is a series called Astonishing X Men. That's one that we should definitely check out sometime. I almost suggested it for this, but I wanted it to be one that we read as like a four part because it's so good. Okay. Um, yeah. But anyway, sorry, Colossus is a big part of that one, and that's that's what made me think of it. But uh, no, it was just like a, but it felt so fun it was a fun thing and everybody used their powers in different ways and like for the most part and like it was just i mean i don't think he saw storm no i said okay i'm sorry storm was controlling the event she was at like the console yeah i think the first time you actually see her she's giving she's giving feedback to like cyclops about where like wolverine's at or something like that they are in the control room where they have xavier hidden Mm -hmm. um and so yeah like storm doesn't fight but like the assault team you see everybody do it yeah and like it was just fun it was a fun scene and it and what i liked about it it wasn't just like oh they fought and did like there's lots of scenes where people fight 
Um, but it's that it captured like little bits of each of their characters, mm -hmm. you know, like rogue juke yeah. and missiles and being like, it's okay, sugar. And like getting shot out of the sky. And yeah. like, I do like how they betrayed her accent because it reads writing. Like that. Yeah. Like instead of being like, I it's a H like, ah, yeah. yeah. Well, and they, one thing that I think is cool too is how di diverse the X-Men are, like between yeah. global locations, because they have like a Russian on the team, they have an Asian on the team, they have, you know, they have, uh, but then, because um, one of them's Irish one as well. Irish. For a and while, I thought they, uh, Gambit was French. He's, he's Creole. He's, he's, he's yeah, from like Louisiana. Cajun. Yeah, yeah, he's Cajun. So, because and he was a thief he, it, before. Yeah, it's it was reading like French and I, I, I would watch the cartoon as a kid and I'm like, I don't remember Gambit being French and they called him <laughs> right. a Cajun, like a crazy Cajun. Yeah. But and, he, but he does use French terminology. He uses that's, Cajun, yeah. the words, French, the French Cajun, the French settled Louisiana. Yep. And, we and so because they're cheap, but, but no, but like it had a little bit of everybody yeah. and I really had fun reading that. Um, and then you get to like the crux of the issues, and you're like, "Wow, there, all that's gone." <laughs> like, it the feel of the opening was not the feel of the whole thing, but the opening did hook me enough that I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm in it now." Sure, you know. And I also like I thought it was interesting how Magneto was oftentimes portrayed uh, very like regal or like even how he dressed or like how his garments would flow off of him, and it was yeah. almost like. He, he was meant to be somebody that was, like, above everybody else. I think that was translated through the artwork. It really did want, make me want to read more Gambit, though. Yeah, because you did mention that he's a big... He, like, you, you've said Gambit's a big big one for you, too. Right. But we can yeah. do that. Gambit's got some good moments in the second one. You The opening, I specifically. I read that, though. Yep. Yes, you do. And so do you listener mm -hmm. listener or don't did you have will had no favorite part pat and i both had some parts we liked did you have a favorite character i i do like beast yeah, yeah. i i he, love how he talks he he does talk a little bit different than the way he's portrayed in a lot of the movies but the cartoon show he's the exact same but the cartoon he's <laughs> the same yeah and he's he was also the first to realize that they they had been messed with, because technically his power is always on. Hmm. Right. It's, I think later on he does learn how to turn it off, in some like the newer stuff. I don't know if that's actually true or not. I think I, I saw something on the internet about it. Fan but, theory. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> he was always just kind of he didn't talk a lot, but he was always kind of a voice of reason when going up against Magneto or when talking to everybody else or when he realized that they were all under hypnosis because he's like, well, why are we all here in full battle armor? Right. And yet we're acting like we're not here to fight. Well, yeah, because he's like, why are we here? And he's like, these are our friends. Like yeah. he recognizes that when the other team gets there yeah. that they're ready to throw down, but he's like, why? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's true. I also like uh, how even though he is the most um, pensive 
and well-spoken and things, he's still beast and can like tear down. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> he sure has a great, is. he's a, he has a great dichotomy of character where his beast side of, of like, combat. well, he's almost like the Hulk where one side of him is a scientist. Cause I think in the cartoon, he was a scientist, wasn't he? Yeah. Beast is like, is like is a doctor. Like, yeah. But then the other half of him is just, you know, a beast. Didn't, yeah. But he's always of the mind of, of the yeah, scientist yeah. Didn't, though. Didn't he like, like he was a scientist and then he got his powers and he was like, yeah, okay, this is cool, but I want to do science stuff. And he just kept doing that. Isn't that what happened with the beast? I don't know. I honestly don't remember. He's like one of the original characters. He wasn't blue. He didn't have fur in the original stuff, mm-hmm. but like beast has been in X-Men since I, I think the beginning. Well, listener, if you know, you should uh, write us a long box at guyswithissues.com. That's true. I'm pretty sure yes. the original team is like Angel, uh, Iceman, Beast, Gene, Professor X. Like, may, I don't I don't even remember if Cyclops is on the original. I don't remember. I think Cyclops might be on the original team. Okay. But... But no, it was... But I'm pretty sure Beast, Beast is like one of the old school ones. That's I cool. like his blue beast self though me too yeah it just looks cool yep especially when jim lee draws him looks yeah. cool but so what about you did you have a favorite character is get was gambit your favorite character i mean can i do two sure yeah. yes because it's a toss-up it really is a go toss-up for it between wolverine and gambit yeah because they're cool i don't know what it, they almost have a similar personality well, they're both deep down. They're both like lone wolves. They're rogues, right? Maybe but I not like rogue. that about, but not rogue. <laughs> rogue <laughs> is just a rogue. Rogue is just rogue. <laughs> Maybe I like that in a, a character trait. Yeah, for for characters, lone mm-hmm. wolf type, a little rougher on the edges. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, those yeah. two, and I can't really give you like a specific thing, although I think it is hilarious that I don't. I have no idea how well wolverines actually smell. Like scientifically, mm. but I just think it's hilarious that Wolverine can smell really well and distinguish <laughs> things like that. <laughs> he's a bit like a dog. Yeah, he's the he's the mud of, <laughs> mud of the team. Right. Kind of the mud of the team. Uh, I I will say uh, probably Wolverine. I now you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna back step Wolverine. I always have fun reading stuff with him, and yeah. he's just such a fun character to read. Uh, but I'm gonna say Rogue, because I loved that yeah. Rogue Going had rogue. some uh, some really interesting interactions with Magneto, mm-hmm. being like, "Come on, man, you know, you don't got, you don't have to do this. Like, we're not here to fight." Where and he's like, "Oh yeah," and you know, but she's also like, I like that she tried to be a voice of reason throughout this three comic arc. Yeah. Um, also, her persona, I love Rogue. She's just so funny. You know what's funny? What? Is that I took, when I was taking notes for this and writing out, like, potential favorites, she was the first one I listed. Really? And I was like, I think I like Beast a little bit more, so then ah. I wrote Beast. I'm like, I wonder if Chris will pick Rogue. <laughs> and guess what? I was right. <laughs> oh, you were. Um, but, yeah, it's the, the way she was written, her role in this story, I enjoyed her part that she played. Mm-hmm. Um and it's also fun just to watch her fly around and punch stuff and things like that. But I mean, yeah. 
more than any of that of her like action scenes it was her character and its use in the story itself um even how is it she's the one that she like ends up crash she's crashed in genosha right yeah she was it's the Rogue, first right? cuz yeah. magneto throws her several times throughout <laughs> this entire uh, arc and the first time he throws her is into genosha while yeah. the acolytes are attacking and that's what draws the x-men in yep yeah that's no i do i do i really enjoyed her was there uh did you have a least favorite scene um I mean, I do. Um, go ahead. So my least favorite scene is actually part of that, my most favorite scene. Mm. They are who knows how far away from Asteroid M. And somebody looks out the window and like, hey, look, they're coming. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, what, what chances would you have to be able to detect something like that? That small. I just like. Plus I was they're like, like cloaked really? and like. Yeah. In space, in right? Space. In the backdrop of space. I was <laughs> like, all right. Oh, Pat's technical brain was like, I don't like that I, at all. <laughs> Call baloney. Because um, it wasn't nah. like they were I, large. <laughs> that's true. I, mean, I, mean, I mean, unless you can technically see that psi, the, the psi power. Because no. that was. No. Yeah, I didn't think so. So I just cannot fathom. I mean, except for in comics. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just like, really? And then Magneto's like, well, we'll give them a welcome party or whatever. It's like, so it made it seem like they had like a couple of hours before they got there. And I was just like, all right, whatever. That was my least favorite. I don't know. Um, I'd say the scene where uh, right after, is it right after the beginning when the mutant acolytes stole the ships and the other pilots were gunfight like the spaceship yeah. fight and they get sucked into where they i don't know if they get blown up and magneto pulls them into his hat into his asteroid uh, and then they start fighting mm-hmm. i don't know that was kind of a so that was right after they saw them right or is that a different one i don't remember I just know it was kind of a, I just couldn't, it didn't, I don't know. It was kind of a lame part because like the, there were like these Marine cops or something there, like these army guys. Oh, you're talking about the first time it happened, right? With yeah. the shield, the yeah. shield agents. Yeah. Oh, were yeah. they shield agents? Yeah, shield. I thought they were shield something. agents. They were maybe. definitely dressed kind of like Fury. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Whatever agents they were. It's like they got killed off and... Then kind of as you said before, where Magneto's like, "Oh, I have no cause anymore," and they're just like, "Right." I, know, I think I find the acolytes just annoying in general. How they keep calling him like the Lord and all that other crap, and well, they're stroking his ego, trying to get him to do something. Yeah. the The sad part is, I think most of them believed it. It's just sure. Cortez that didn't. That manipulated it. Yeah. Because I think at the end. Like, Cortez leaves. He does. He bails on everybody. But then everybody else is there with him when the asteroid explodes because they b- actually believe the cause. But, yeah, I don't know. This is that, it was just kind of a dumb moment. Mm-hmm. Like, why did he pull them on? Because just he, to, probably because he was saving them. So they wouldn't I mean, die. 
He's the bad guy. Why would you? But he's not. I don't. I feel like he is a bad guy, but I don't think he's that bad of a guy. So he's like Wreck It Ralph. Right. <laughs> he's Wreck-It a bad Ralph guy, but he's not Magneto. a bad guy. But he's not quite a stand up guy. No, he's not. We had one of those in this one, though. <laughs> That's right. We sure did. <laughs> yeah, um, I know. So. What about you, Chris? Okay. My least favorite scene is kind of like Will's um, as it ties to interactions with Magneto. It's less of a specific scene as two scenes kind of combined, maybe three. Um, So it's more of the idea that one, both times Magneto makes decisions on the fly, like uh, being like, no, these I am going to listen to these guys, you know, all of a sudden he went from like, I'm, I have no thing and I'm chilling and I just want to be left alone to like, I have nuclear missiles. Um, and that seemed like a really abrupt change. Again, this was like crowded and it felt, it felt like a lot for three issues. So we didn't have time to really let any of that play out. But that decision, the decision when he finds out about the genetic manipulation and he's like, Charles, you knew and and Xavier's like, I did not. I knew, knew nothing about this. And he's like, yes, you did. And I'm just like, that's stupid, too, because I feel like Magneto's smarter than that. And now he's just, like, blinded by insanity or something. And along with that, when the X-Men go to talk with him and they pretty much, like, just jump him, right. like, Rogue's trying to talk to him, but, like, Cyclops is pretty much like has one finger on the trigger from the time they land. And part of me is like, I didn't really like that because I felt like the same way that Magneto was kind of played off as being irrational and reacting to Brashley in the other two parts. I felt like the X-Men kind of did it in that scene for the sake of instigation. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, I get that it, it, this should have been, I feel like, you know, when this was first scripted, maybe it was like 10 issues or something. And they're like, no, we can't give you 10 issues. You get three. <laughs> and so all of these complaints like that, like those specific ones, because those are my least favorite parts because they were jarring. I literally was like, why, why is Magneto all of a sudden like willing to flip like this? Yeah, I, I didn't think it felt natural. It felt forced. It felt like he was making reactions for the sake of the story. And I don't like that. Yeah, I I would say that. Well, I should save that for least favorite character. I think we do that, don't we? That's next. So well, you want to just on. jump? Yeah, hold on. Or what? You I got? You want to say? Up. Runner up to runner up. Least favorite scene. Oh, what? It was when um, Magneto was yelling at the person who changed his genetics to Moira. Help him. Yeah. Moira McTaggart. Like that whole thing was just, just like. Right before wow. he turns her silver. Right, I was that whole thing. I could, uh, I, it blew my mind. Where how, he just ranted for like a page or two yeah, or whatever. It was. I'm just like, just all right. Yeah, that yeah, because he rants about something about his morality while making questionable life choices. It's yes. Like, well, obviously it didn't work. <laughs> but uh, yeah. But that was the whole, you know changing genetics yeah that was that was what you had the beef with that's what i had the beef when we started talking so did you have a least favorite character uh 
transitioning kind of off of what you said, I would say Magneto, just because he was a little too one-dimensional as a villain. Like, I realize a lot of these stories we read, they keep them as uh, simple as possible. But Magneto is a very complex but villain. He's supposed to be. Supposed to be. Supposed to be. But this time, he seemed a little bit, like, too one-dimensional, you know? Like, he, this is his only thing. And he couldn't do or believe anything else. Mm-hmm. So, as a fellow villain, I had to uh, have to dock him some points for that. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in as Pat continues to mull over his if he had a least favorite or who that would be. Maybe there's some runner-ups for that too. But uh, I would I I think Magneto. I don't want to say him because I think as a character he's a good character, but I don't think he was written in a way that did him justice in this. I felt like he was, like you were, well, tied to my problem with my least favorite scenes, right? Is it didn't feel like it was fully in character and it was just like he was the catalyst for what they needed to do and to get to the point where they were going to take him out and take out the asteroid and kind of move the X-Men into whatever they wanted them to do next. And so, uh, and I don't know how this all plays out. I don't know when he returns or how or what that what that is but um i i think that the way he was done in this he would be my least favorite character and again we've talked about how like like uh you know bad bad guys who are written well maybe our least favorite characters because we don't we i think one of you said we love to hate them right so it's like that idea that when, sometimes when we say our least favorite character, it's not that the character is poorly done, but they're just like a bad dude. Sometimes we just don't like how they're done. But this was a case where, to us, it sounds like we felt like it wasn't in character or that it was it was just off somehow. Yeah. So, yeah. Magneto. I think I'm going to say Cyclops. Because he was kind of a... Every time I see him at something, he's kind of a... Say it. Fuck. Yeah. You should bleep that. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, every time. I mean, just, I don't know. I don't know what it is about his character. I have never liked him. I mean, in the movies, Wolverine straight up calls him a name. <laughs> right. And he and was... I just... He, see, I liked Cyclops as a kid. Maybe it's because I, I was kind of a kind of a holier than thou jerk sometimes as a kid i think um maybe i was a little too cyclops i think sometimes as a kid i know thank good for you um (laughs) sorry for all of you actually anybody that's listening to this right now i really doubt knew me as a kid other than other than dustin (laughs) and he didn't know me as much even in that idea but um but no you're right though he was a pain in the butt sometimes and yeah. he was never making like the right decisions. I mean, and he's I, the leader. I understand that he's... he didn't really contribute much. Yeah, I, I mean, why is he the leader? He's got eye beams, and that's pretty much it. Leadership is a skill, mm-hmm. and a and a developed characteristic. Okay, that your powers isn't he, good at. He can't really look you in the eye and tell you're doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> no, he can. You can't look him back in the <laughs> eye. <laughs> but. Yeah. 
No, Cyclops. I could I mean, see I that. understand. I thought he was kind of annoying, too. I, <laughs> I did. I really understand about the whole Magneto thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like if it was longer and they could flesh out some of those issues that we had with Magneto, he would have been fine. So I really I don't feel like it was the character himself. I feel like it was the amount of time the writer had to write it. Yep. That's why I picked it, too. It was specifically for that. That was why I picked it. So I was looking so. at characters I didn't the like. The true character and true Cyclops character was that Cyclops character. Cyclops was that character because yeah. he's just, he just, really? He was a pain in the butt. Yes. He was. I, you know what? Now that you said that, I remember thinking that when I was reading it. <laughs> I do. I remember going, I really want to like Cyclops, but I can't. So maybe he would be my runner up as you there had you had. Perfect. He, so as Magneto, the problem was the way he was written. Right. Cyclops was written intentionally. Correct. And he was annoying. <laughs> so I'm with you there. I would agree. Great. Yeah. 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 Universal agreement. Cyclops, Cyclops is annoying. Is a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Wolverine would be so happy. Logan would be like, Yeah, guys, I'm gonna listen to your podcast. <laughs> yeah, you would. Yeah. You, I hate that guy too. <laughs> Thanks, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> I oh, I was talking about like comic book. You're talking about it. Hugh Jackman, wow, you really amped it up. I wasn't yeah. trying to get famous here. I would be floored if he listened. If Hugh Jackman <laughs> emails us at longbox He's one of the Apple podcast <laughs> listeners. <laughs> that would be the weirdest thing ever to find out. <laughs> I would be like, wow. Oh, man. But I might start talking about Wolverine a little more. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be in, I, did you see he's going to be in Deadpool 3? I the new movie. I did. Yeah, they're fighting each other. That's Ryan great. Reynolds is having him come back to reprise his role, and they're going <laughs> to fight great. each other. I think it's Ryan Reynolds amazing. talked him into it. Uh, I don't think it would be much talking. I think it would just be Disney going, yeah, we're fine with that, and then them both being like, that's right, you are, because you know this is going to make <laughs> money. Then again, it might never come out. Is that one been... Oh, actually, Disney like pushed off everything they had slated for the next year. Yeah. Like everything. Right. So, um, we'll see how it works. So, do we, so now's that, you know, we're going to rate it. Do we rate it out of like five Russian nukes or <laughs> we could how say how many genes modified? <laughs> Asteroids. <laughs> Asteroids, genes, nukes. Well, I almost just said how many like X Men members. Like team members, you know, they're we like gambits. How many aces? How many playing? Ooh. How many charged playing cards? There we go. <laughs> sure, why not? Charged playing cards. How many kinetically charged playing cards out of five? I really do like that power, though. Well, yeah, because he can technically do it to anything, he I carries know. cards he because carries they're cards. easy to carry. And then, <laughs> so and he's, he's a little gambler from Louisiana, yep. yeah. yeah. Wow, I screwed that name up. Keeping Louisiana with Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay; so. they don't mind. All right, so. I'm going to go with a three. A three? Yeah. Okay. I I, I liked it. Um, I think it, <laughs> and I've said this about many many a comic book. It would be have been better if they were able to at least a few more issues to flush a few things out, because the whole Magneto just it almost seemed like he turned on a dime between I don't have anything going on why are you talking to me to destroy all the homo sapiens yeah yeah 
Um, I'd probably have to go a little bit lower than you and go about two. Ooh. Full two. Full two. Wow. I'm trying. That is the lowest score that's ever been given. Yep. That's under Umbrella Academy. I, I kind of struggled, actually, to finish it. Because I got through one and two. And I'm like, I just do not want to read <laughs> Magneto's rant one more flipping time. But guess what I did? I opened it up, and I had to read his rant one more time. So what? Okay. So this brings up a good question. If somebody refuses to finish the reading assignment, which they give it, can you rate it? Or I feel like that, it shouldn't be. That's a, a DNF, man. Be, that's a did be. not finish. That's a DNF. Right, but but what should we say it should be? Oh, I don't know. And what's the Ooh. punishment? <laughs> I feel like you have to get punished. Mustard. No, the <laughs> punishment is they have to pay for food one time. Oh, Ooh, if you yeah, don't finish. You if you don't finish. Oh, wow. Well. I don't know. We'll have to come up with something. We'll brainstorm it. If you have an idea of what we could call not finishing our reading assignment for the podcast because we disliked it that much, go ahead and send your suggestion to longbox at guyswithissues.com. We would love to hear some ideas for what we could call that. Yes, please do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Pat's sister, let us know what Pat hates the most <laughs> so that we could definitely uh, torture him with it. So Don't um, do that. So you were a three, you were a two. Yeah. Wow. I feel like I saw the potential in it, but I just couldn't get behind it. I I, I kept it isolated. This, I mean, the further stuff could be good. He says it's good. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But uh, what I've read from the viewpoint of, like, I am actively reading this, it's, yeah. It's a two. It's a two. It's a number two. Yep. It was a stinker. Will calls it a stinker. It's a floater. Two is, I mean, like you're almost preaching high. That you could have been like a one point nine, man. Like it, like it. That would be odd. Woo, yeah. Woo. <laughs> you guys give odd ratings sometimes. I mean, mine was technically odd. Because <laughs> it's a number three. I, it's a thanks. number three. Three is an odd number, Chris. <laughs> you get it? It's a joke. It's a joke. Uh, I'm gonna say. Three and a half. Hey. Uh, because I gave Umbrella two and a half. I can't remember if I gave anything a straight three yet. I could maybe give drop it to a three. Like I thought about giving it a three. Maybe th- three to five. You know, I don't funny know. thing is, I thought about giving it a 3.5. Did you really? I did. <laughs> we were like right at the same. I, I feel like from listening to both of your feedback... I feel like I probably enjoyed it the most. I think like, probably like, and it's probably a nostalgia thing because I liked the cartoon mm-hmm. and I've uh, I actually owned some of these comics. I would buy them uh, when I worked at Chimps uh, part time, like like just helping out. Um, I picked up some of these in like the dollar bins or something because they're old and they made a bunch of them. And so I started trying to fill in numbers, Mm -hmm. but I never sat down and read them when I had them back then. (laughs) I didn't. Um, I had a few that were from like when I was young uh, and like teenage years. And then uh, so I started filling in more to see how many in a row I could get uh, from picking them up cheap. And um, 
so some of it is nostalgia. Some of it's me finally going back and trying to give it a shot. Some of it is probably the fact that I read four through seven and I know that it gets better, but I'm trying not to, I'm actually trying really hard not to consider my rating would, would probably be higher if we counted four through seven. Um, so just for one through three, I didn't dislike it. It did feel like a bit of a trudge, um, but I've definitely read other things for this podcast that I wanted to quit way more than this one. And I did have a big smile on my face reading some of the dialogue and things like that. So um, for me, for me, I'll do a 3.5. This is, this is a... One of our lowest scoring things, though, that we've done so far. Yeah, like this is this is there with Umbrella. Like mm-hmm. Umbrella, I think we all had a bit lower. Actually, you had a three seven five. Uh, you you rated Umbrella almost a four. Did I? Yep. Um, oh yeah. It's on it's on the sheet. Um, but I I, I think two. I rated it a two, and you were two and a half. So we did have two twos in that one. But this would be if that's our lowest, then this is. Our next to lowest. Listener. You liked this less than Jean Paul. I did. <laughs> oh, oh man! I, I promise we were not wearing tutus in that episode. No, but we did have tutus. <laughs> but we did have tutus. We so, um, you guys have anything else? You ready to to launch off the next the next comic? Sure. Yeah, let's go. Launch it like a ship to asteroid M. <laughs> now, uh, so next week we will be talking about Saga, uh, Volume One, which are issues one through six. Uh, and Saga is a big deal when it came out. It, was, it got a lot of hype. Uh, I had so many people suggest it to me at one time, uh, and it's still. I believe it's still going. I think it's still coming out with new issues. I know they went on hiatus for for a while, but I think it's still going at this point and uh it is a fantasy sci-fi uh kind of story i don't it's like Adult. fantasy in space uh yeah we should do a disclaimer we've never we done do something so so for those of you who are reading along um just be aware this one has a 18 plus like yeah. comic it sleeve on a, it uh, uh, it's, it's got a lot of stuff going on. So just be aware, um, that this is going to be <laughs> a little, a, a little than... <laughs> more than anything else you've, you've read with us so far. Um, so just understand that if you are reading along. Yeah. Just um, don't read it at work. Yeah. Don't, do not read it at work. Do not read it around your kids. Not even your lunch break. No. Nope. Now, maybe if you're sitting in the stall, and you're and you're reading while you're you know choosing your number two comic. Look, um, I for one do not condone reading on the toilet. No, because it makes you stay longer. Right. Yeah, it's actually super unhealthy. So phone users, leave it in your pocket, or if you're at work on your desk in your lunchbox in your locker, whatever you have to do. Just don't you. even take it to work. Yeah, you heard it here first. Pat says, no phones at work. <laughs> sure. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Saga Volume 1, uh, that'll be... And it is Image Comics, so it isn't any of the big names. It Well, Image is a big name amongst itself, but they're like independent comics. So um, that is that is what is next week on uh, this little show that you've been listening to. Well, yes. I guess that means that I'm Patrick. 
This is Will. And I'm Chris. And you've been listening to Guys With Issues. I like that you went. Hold on. You can catch the new issue of Guys With Issues each week on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Or check out our website at guyswithissues.com where you can listen, find reading lists to follow along, and get to know us better. You can also find us on Instagram at guys underscore with underscore issues and on Facebook at guys with issues. Send us emails to longbox at guyswithissues.com and tell us your thoughts or send us suggestions on what we should read next. We would love to hear from our listener. This is Patrick. Uh, this is Will. And I'm Chris. And we are Guys with Issues. I think we should start that over because Will screwed up my thing. <laughs> oh, man. Because you say I'm, I say yeah, this, right. and you say I'm. It's and the I'm, I'm. It's the I'm's versus the this. <laughs> Why is it always got to be us and them to you? <laughs>